Hello and welcome to episode 31 of season 4 of The Three Amigos. I'm Don and I'm joined as always by my amigos Mars and PJ and our amiga Kylie. Say hello folks. What's happening? Hello indeed. Um, As always we begin our show with a brief review of the game week that was. Um, Currently we are in the middle of Chelsea versus Arsenal. Top amigo so far is PJ on 86 points so far. PJ, tell the listeners a little bit about it. Yeah, mostly down to one man, Mason Greenwood, um, being delighted by the kind of captain shout. And that's, um, you know, three decent captain returns in a row now, which has been propelling me up the kind of OR for my derisory rank. So so pleased with that. Um, obviously, he's got the majority of the points. The rest of it, um, uh, you know, a little bit shite. Um, uh, you know, Phillips chipped him with a clean sheet. Son, in a nacho. But, you know, the rest, I mean, my defence... Continues to be a horror show. I've not had an attacking return in, I think, kind of 10 weeks. Vestergaard, what the hell was I thinking? Uh, obviously benched Lucas Dean by accident after bringing him in for Aspilicueta, who then is currently on 10 points and counting. So the less said about that, absolutely shit show, the better. But look, you know, can't complain. Um, you know, in the 80s with four or five players still to play tomorrow. Um, and, you know, at this stage, just, you know, I think I'd take Greenwood coming on for 30 minutes and, Hopefully nicking a, a late winner against you, Scousers. Mm, you definitely can't complain. 86 points. Uh, Kylie, you're next up among the Amigos. Um, 87 minus four so far. You must be delighted with Techers. I am. What a punch. I'm so thrilled. And I I blasted him last pod, actually. I, I mocked him quite mercilessly and then went and brought him in. Um, but, I mean, my options were him or Watkins. So... You know, there's only one of them I haven't consistently slammed on this platform, so it had to be Benteke. Um, yeah, actually, my team overall has done really well because I, I had, I didn't captain Greenwood. I went really close, and then I got spooked by the um, the minutes that he played in in Europe. So I ended up going off him, and then I was sort of tossing up between Salah and uh, Nacho. It went down to the wire like really badly ended up captaining Salah so we'll see what happens there but I mean overall other than Castagna really who has just been a disappointment since that goal um of Trent who who got a clean sheet Dina uh Salah obviously Greenwood Bruno uh Ben Teke being the hero and um and Nacho still so and I think I've about seven or eight still to go seven maybe um so including my captain. So it, it's looking comfortably the best week I've had this season and frankly just happy to end the season on as positive a note as possible, especially after the calamitous affair of 18 points last week. Much needed. Mm. Yes, uh, it definitely you're on a bit of a, a rise after that one anyway. It wasn't hard to improve from it, but um, no, cracking game week, hey? Uh, Mersey, you're next up, uh, 76, I think, so far. Yeah, pretty much what the, the similar players to what the guys had. I've gone. I went Bruno captain. Uh, my bench is absolute shocking uh, this week. Shocking as in really good, which I really hate. Dallas and Willock, who I brought in for next week. Uh, even Mitchell getting a clean sheet. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> still have I think eight, eight or seven players to go. So not eight, uh, six, six in the United Liverpool game. They all play uh, plus uh, uh, Martinez and Dinia. 
unfortunately Watkins uh, with his uh, non-dive and harsh yellow misses out the next game. But yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's like every other double game week at the moment that we've had. Um, I'm a bit under, under, it's okay, but not as good as I wanted it to be so far. Let's see if I get over 100. I haven't yet this season, which is a bit weird. So. Yeah, I'd like to get over 100, but I don't think it's going to happen because I'm only on 64 so far. Um, Salah captain like Kylie. Um, pretty much a little bit underwhelming, but my team is fairly template. I was, Lingard wanted to move him. Ideally, I'd love to have gone Lingard to Greenwood, but I just didn't have enough money for it and I didn't want to move Kane out. So it's a little bit of a meh double game week. Um so far but look a lot of a lot of games to play i think i have eight to go still and uh, me and your teams marzi are pretty much identical other than lingard i think and calvert lewin for your greenwood and um watkins um but um but yeah hopefully we'll have a better end to the game week so we move on as usual to talk about some of those managers who are doing a lot better than us in the three amigos classic league pj take it away thanks don yeah i think um, i just wanted to highlight a few people who are having Particularly good week so far. Obviously, we're kind of mid-game week. I um, uh, don't quite know the um, latest kind of how the uh, how the standings will stack up once the dust has settled. But I've got a few people here I wanted to single out are having a having a whale of a time. So um, uh, Hugh Jardin, six for nine. Questionable name there from Nick Owen. He's on 99 points. Loving life. Pick, question mark, nope. See what he's done there, just about. Neil Murray, um, uh, of Ronaldinho fame, uh, entering the uh, entering the Ton Up Club with 100. Um, uh, another man, or, or rather cat, in the 100 Club, Richard Hawley, uh, thanks to a triple captain, Benteke. Not sure I'm familiar with that manager, but uh, you know, give us a tweet if you know who you are. Um, but with a whopping 116 so far, thanks to triple Greenwood, um, uh, Sorabrata Dar. Uh, and his team, Ole or Nothing, um, leads our uh, leads our game week standing so far. But once again, I find myself having to finish with the just the irrepressible Diraja Reddy, 114 points this week, extending his lead. The man has a bench boost of Fraser Foster, Calvert Lewin, Easy, not really ever quite sure how to pronounce that guy's name, and Stuart Dallas. That is a 44 point bench boost which is just about the largest i've ever seen bearing in mind that you know dallas was a single game week player as well and calvert lewin is um still to play again so uh, that could be a 50 plus game week what a player what a player this Durant with that with that bench boost wankery either he's put the right players on the exactly bench, yeah. it sounds um, like age. respect yeah i'm kind of let down that he didn't do a bench boost wanker on it I mean, he, he's, he's holding, keeping a clean sheet tonight. He's still, he's got Leno keeping a clean sheet tonight. You know, he's still got Shaw, Fernandez, Captain, Salah, Jota, Greenwood, Calvert-Lewin to play. He could, he could, without exaggeration, get close to 200 points. It's just absolutely ludicrous. Fantastic. That has let's, been let's do it. Seen, oh, really for years. Like, I feel like it's it's so the early days of the chips when those kind of close to 200 point scores happen. They really haven't happened the last couple of years. It's madness. An exceptional 200 points. My God. Great roundup there, PJ. Uh, Marzi, now it is your time to shine, your time to unleash the beast and um, get rid of some of that fantasy angst so you can take it away with your Mar- Marzi's rant of the week. 
I have three quick points. I'm going to be quick and precise. Uh, if you want to play Euros, fantastic. Good for you. Some of us don't want to. Maybe at least wait for the league to finish before we bloody see threads about Euro, how to pick your team, etc., etc. Um, having a rant because Rudiger was benched when you have 80 points is absolute pointless. A lot of players are going to get bent, uh, benched, um, etc. Every nation... Every occupied nation has the right to, to resist apartheid and uh, colonization. Standing up for what's right does not make you anti-Semite. That's all I have to say. Thank you, Mazat. Well said, Mersey. Amen, my brother. Amen, Mersey. Couldn't agree more. Um, the, moving on from that to um, talk a little bit of fantasy football. Mersey, we got a few listener questions in, um, and you're going to lead us through them, I believe. We're going we're gonna to mainly focus our topics, I think, on the listener questions again this week. Yes, 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 yes. And um, there, was, there was a certain, uh, you know, a um, few, few topics that came up uh, when we asked people for questions, which, which is what, why we do it, uh, which is great. The, uh, the one thing that I want uh, to start with, guys, is, is talking about uh, differentials. Um, we have a question from Stephen Malone at the underscore Malone. What, what, in your opinion, is the best differential for the final three game weeks? Uh, we also have um, uh, Akashi Ekundi at Akashi Ekundi saying top three differential picks for game week 36. Lots of free hits flying around, so I would imagine many differentials in play this week. So, Kylie, what, do, what would you say are the top three differentials, maybe ignoring the keepers, like in, in each position, where would you go? If money okay. was not no not issue. Okay, I actually quite like the, the cheapies. So differentials defenders are a little bit tricky. Um just with, with fixtures and everything. I think one that's that's still a differential at about seven percent ownership with decent fixtures is uh Sufal. So is that how we say his name, Sufal? Yeah. Um he just keeps ticking yeah. away. He's got eight assists, right? Um and Quite a few of them recently, well, while Creswell has either been not playing or has been playing but has been woeful. Um, he's got Brighton, West Brom, Southampton for his last three. He's nice and cheap. Um, so I, I don't think you can go too far wrong with him. I mean, I think um, he's one of the differentials anyway that is affordable and also has good fixtures. So he'd be my pick for that. I think in midfield, there's actually quite a few that have decent fixtures um i mean to name one who's maybe slightly a slightly riskier just because he's coming back from injury but also cheap is the guy that i love rafinha right so he's obviously just back from this injury that seemed to run for quite a substantial amount of time um and he came off the bench in the last game and i believe he got an assist as well no surprise that he's back and suddenly leads our scoring many more goals than they were before. Um, he has a lovely last three fixtures with Burnley, Southampton and West Brom. So at 5.4 and 5%, 5.1% ownership, he's brilliant. Um, but there, there's loads more. I mean, I might leave them because you guys are probably going to cover them off uh, as well. Um, and then up front, uh, Antonio, if he keeps not injured, right? He is only 5.7% owned. He Crazy ownership. Like I guess he was injured. 
Yeah, he was, you know, but there are some others. Like I, I feel like when you look at the the forwards and the midfielders, you're surprised at the low ownership of some of them. I, I guess mm, it shows mm. how congested the template is. But I mean, Brighton, West Brom, Southampton, it's a lovely run of fixtures. West Ham, obviously, just want to nail down. Or, I mean, it's, it's going to be a bit difficult at this stage. But, you know, like, they're right in the mix. So, yeah. Yeah, they got, think, they've got nothing to lose. Probably nothing. out of the teams chasing top four. If they don't finish there, they it's, it's no big deal. They, they'll be in Europe no matter what. There's no Fantastic pride season. or anything, yeah. you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think, it, you know, assuming he stays... Fit, but it's not a long time to ask him to stay fit, and we know that he's well capable of, of going on a run of form. So, yeah, yeah, I think people were. <clears throat> I was, uh, he was def- he's definitely on my list. Uh, obviously, he came back with a bang, scored a brace, I think, right? Yeah, and then yeah. and then it was a bit disappointing against uh, against Everton, but the whole West Ham team, I think, was. So it's it it's one of those. I mean, he's cheap, easy to get to if you have a Watkins that you want to sell, or or in a, uh, Nacho because he <gasps> doesn't have a game. So it's, it's kind of easy to get to. Um, and like you said, favourable games. PJ, what about you? Uh, any, anyone else outside of what uh, Kylie just mentioned that you can uh, that you can think of as a differential? Yeah. The 36 the, and moving um, forward? I think the standout one that Kylie hasn't mentioned is, is Danny Ings at Southampton. Um, obviously came back, scored two goals. Fulham leads West Ham. What a running that is. Um, slight concern over the Saturday to Tuesday turnaround with his who is recent fitness record. But if you're prepared to overlook that, you could um you find it high you know, I think you'll struggle to find someone with a potential higher ceiling in that kind of striker differential bracket than than Danny Ings. After that it's it's slim picking up front. You know, Kylie as Kylie identified the template is is such for a reason in those kind of forward positions. I mean we could say Rakaliason, but really we'd just be saying his name with no real confidence that he'd ever score again. Likewise, Joel Linton at Newcastle with Col- uh, with um uh, obviously with Wilson just bizarrely back, ruining double game week dreams and then just getting randomly injured again. Thanks for that, Wilson. Um, uh, I suppose the only other one in terms of just those last three fixtures, which you you guys have got to fight to the end. You know, West Brom, Burnley, Crystal Palace is is if if people are confident that Firmino might start all of those. Um, is 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 a wild differential but um not not much there to be honest you know gareth bell you know don't really want to talk about him so it's it's slim pickings i think i think a lot of it comes down to those kind of those kind of midfielders for kind of maybe west ham leeds everton southampton um if you look at the teams with some uh you know with some tasty fixtures up for the last kind of two or three matches well, there's one more, right? Chris Wood doesn't. I mean, he plays his Leeds, Liverpool, and Sheffield United, right? Is so he a differential now? There hasn't everyone just piled up. Three point five percent. Hardly owned, yeah. 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 So well, yeah, he was. He was the other one. I would have thought, just from looking at Twitter, it shows what we always say about it being sort of a bit of a bubble. Um, I, I thought his ownership was much higher than that, but no. When uh, Ashley Barnes back though. Um, never. So it it's not matter. going to impact him, is it? Wood still is the main man. It will be Vidra who will suffer. Or well, it'll take Wood penalties will. off him. It's big. I don't know. Wood is on fire at the moment. Would you? Yeah, would you I let anyone really... take a pen? He probably wants to go. I don't know how many he's scored, but if not double figures, he he's probably going for his highest scoring season. Um, let, let, continuing on this, I want to come a bit more specific. Our friend FBL Canuck uh, at FBL Canuck, no free hit, and want to take final swing for the running. So now specifically talking with budget, 
Well, he's got Bruno out. So that's, you know, one, one of the players that we haven't touched on, which I want to, to discuss more around City, he's saying Mares. So I want to discuss Mares and Foden from City, guys, or Bale. Anyone else am I missing? He's asking about Mane, another one that we haven't discussed. So yeah. maybe, Don, I'll come to you after Mares to discuss Liverpool and Mane. Uh, has to have a high ceiling of minutes. Cheers. So, guys, um, you're absolutely right, touched on quite a lot of the differentials, especially the cheapies. But if we look at the expensive one, because a lot of people maybe are looking off, including me, thinking Bruno has a blank, then is with, with the cup, I mean, look, he'll play, probably play the games, but I want to go somewhere where there's more explosiveness and guarantee of minutes, maybe, or I might regret it, whatever. City now have won the league, but we know Pep loves, loves his rhythm. Um, so if you were to choose between Mares, let's say Foden or Bell, where would you go, Kylie? Um, Bale. Um, now, that's not to say that I, I wouldn't love to be investing in um, City, but I just think it's very hard to, if you're putting that caveat that you want a guarantee of minutes, that, that's a little bit challenging in City. Yeah, agree. I would love the idea of my, my, my preferred would be Mares, right? But I do think for me, I'm in this same boat where I'm looking to sell Bruno and it will probably be for Bale because I do want a differential. Um, and he does have great fixtures and I'm just not confident enough about City in a week where there's blanks and I don't have the luxury of the bench. Yeah. You know, it's annoying. If City had not won the game or United didn't throw away their game, I think yeah. City would have put a strong team out to win, to win the league. And I would be more confident with Mares. But a lot of us will be in a situation where we have five five blankers. So you, you have three bench of blank players. So you can't really... Re- you have 11. You need 11 that are definitely going to play. And I agree with you. Now, where I agree with you is Mares is a, is a question mark. I'm also concerned about Bale because in the last game, he wasn't that great. But I do think Mason will start him again. Peter, what do you think? Between Mares, Foden, Bale, where would you go? Mane, let's add Mane to the mix. Where would you go? Yeah, let's not. Um, <laughs> uh, um, Mares, definitely. Although I would like to throw a bit of a, um, a curveball in the mix uh, with, with acceptance that there's a blank this week. But um, uh, for the last two game weeks, thinking a little bit kind of further ahead, Crystal Palace... Uh, away, Brighton at home, um, Aubameyang at Arsenal. The guy loves a no-pressure-off, you know, crapshoot. You know, he's assisted, he played well tonight. Um, I, I think he, if you've got the money, he's expensive. I think he's a very, he returned with nothing to play for um, uh, very handsomely at the end of the last season, and I wouldn't bet against him returning again in similar circumstances. He, you know, the guy loves a pressure-off situation. But of those players, yeah, I think Mares is the one I just trust more. Seems to be randomly on pens, despite being the worst penalty taker I've ever witnessed as well. So, you know, that's also... Considering Aguero's recent penalty-taking form. Yeah, I mean, Man City, Man City generally, this is, reminds oh, me of that. So there was a point about, um, you know, people complain about Bruno being a fucking like one trick pony with penalties. But Bruno Fernandes has scored 30 of his last 31 penalties. I think 20 out of 21 for Man United. You know, one of the reasons why Bruno Fernandes has so many points and penalties is that he doesn't fucking miss. Man City get more penalties than anyone in the league. They just miss half of them. If they could take penalties, you know, I mean, heaven knows they're the best team in the league already. But maybe it's, you know, in our interest that they don't. But. Yeah, it's just bizarre how bad that team collectively is at penalties. Agreed. Cool. Don, come to you about Liverpool. 
uh, and Mane specifically. Now, we saw him obviously finally with a smile on his face, getting a really important goal. He's come out and talked about him having his worst season, him even getting tests to see if there's something wrong with his body or what he's eating, etc. Do you think he's someone that is out with a point to prove? Because I'm seeing rumours and I don't know how true it is, etc. Liverpool want Sancho, but they have to sell Mane or Salah. I don't want to, I don't want them to sell either, but I can see why if you want to refresh the front line, etc. What do you think, Mane? Um, well, as regards the transfer stuff, I mean, it's very hard to tell. Um, I do think they will have to sell one of them if they do want to bring in a big a big option like um, Sancho, if they're going to have to splash the cash, um, because I don't think they'll really invest the money in um, into the club due to the finances. But They're bloody tra- better to make it up to us after this ESL. Yeah, but as, <laughs> even with all the ESL stuff, that's part of the thing is it's kind of, we, um, you know, as fans, as we said at the time, we kind of, I suppose, as much as we all want to see our clubs invest massive amounts of money in, in players, this is part of the reality, I guess, that um, that we might have to basically accept some less, uh, more thrifty summers maybe than what we've been used to. But um, but having said that, that's probably a discussion for another day for us. But in terms of Mane, um, no, in, for me, um, as much as it was lovely seeing him score the last day and the smile on his face, I think a lot of people realistically this week have three Liverpool. Um, and unless they, and we saw like the benefit obviously with Man United, for instance, people who had Bruno and Greenwood and Cavani or something like that, and they've really like um, reaped the benefit of that this week. And Liverpool's fixtures look fantastic with West Brom, Burnley, Crystal Palace to come after this double game week. Um, and you know, it's it's obviously can potential to have a massive attack and just go, you know, even even if you leave Jota in. But if you don't, then you're looking at basically, you know, moving, moving, say, Trent, selling Trent and upgrading, um, say, Jota to to Mane. And it's quite a big price jump to to do. Uh, For me, Mane in current form, I think Klopp wants to play him in form. That's why I think he's left him on an awful lot, even though as Liverpool fans, sometimes I've been watching and going that Mane is the one I want to come off. Um, whereas he seems to be pulling other people off instead. Um, he's a bit frustrating this season, and as you said, I think he's just not quite um, mentally in the place that he normally is. Um, so for long long story short, um, it'd be a no for me with Manny. Thanks for that, Don. Fair so enough many, with regards to the money. So many sexual innu- innuendos slipped in there as well. Fair, fair enough with regards to the money. I think if you want a direct replacement for Bruno, and you definitely want a punt, uh, let's say you don't have you have a free uh, slot for Liverpool. I, I can see that. I can see why um, he's somebody people would look at. Um, just one one last name that we did we didn't really touch on, and we'll move on from there. For me, uh, after the blank is either Havertz or Pulisic. I just think uh, Chelsea will play these. Two, one of these two will always play, and. Um, I just like the way they play. I know they, they haven't scored against Arsenal. So just watching them and the way they play, I think Havertz is going to be up for a big season next season and maybe he needed time to, to settle. Um, just to finish on the on the like uh, budget players, except on, on players, etc., differentials, FBL Nordic, at FBL Nordic is asking, best midfield the rest of the season that costs less than 7.5. So this is budget specific. Now, from the names that we mentioned... Um, uh, PJ, would you say Greenwood is is worth for the rest of the season? Would he play every game? Or well, he's, other... he's only got two games left. Obviously, um, I think he'll play. I think he'll play both. As as I said all along, he's he's got he's got you know he's got minutes in the 
in the bank because he you know he didn't really kind of start the season until halfway through. Yeah. Um, so I I think um we'll we'll now build to a kind of continuity um following our kind of mini break after your game with Fulham Wolves and then obviously the Europa final uh, in a kind of not dissimilar kind of budget way to obviously what kind of city are going to do. Um but the, the, the other hand is like if you've not got if you've not had Greenwood at this point you you, you could probably argue you kind of missed a boat there. Um, I think Rafinha coming back, Burnley. Yeah, Rafinha. Um, I think I think it's hard to look past there, and and West Ham as well. Um, I think they're, they're very attacking. I think they score a lot of goals. Um, obviously, obviously we know Lingard's potential, but you know Bowen um, uh, and even uh, Ben Rama have been posting some really good some really good figures. You know, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot there. You know, mm-hmm. you know Thiago might score. You know, in 2025. So he scored already. Yeah. Mate. Um, cool Uh, we move on Uh, now the the next one with uh, quite a few injuries to defenders mainly Evans and Maguire Uh, FPL Dwight Schruter is asking at Dwight underscore FPL who are the best three defenders for the next three fixtures to replace injured Harry Maguire Uh, our friend uh, Adam um, at 35 who also asked uh, Maguire replacements he has a second part to his question and a third part which we'll come back to later. So Maguire replacement, guys. Three defenders um, uh, for the rest of the season. Um, Let's say Dallas is a given. Look, if you don't like Dallas right now, then you're not playing the game, right? Uh, I mean, seriously. I've not owned him all season. But what I would say is, if you, I don't know how. I don't actually have a vendetta against the man. I just have somehow had other fires. Um, but like he has such good fixtures. He's the highest scorer in the league. He is not a defender. He's got like a gazillion goals. It's actually mind boggling at this point. So yes, I think if, if you don't Dallas have is that, definitely number one. If you don't have him for sure. I am million miles in that budget <laughs> range. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Would you go? Would you go City? Would you go? Uh, I don't know. Uh, some people have gone Nathaniel Phillips from Liverpool. Anybody else that we think as a defender that has potential for for getting more than a clean sheet? Be, I think clean sheets are going to be. They're always kind of hard at the end of the season um, to to predict, especially when so much is already kind of. I mean, the relegation fight is over, um, so there's a lot of those sort of mid-table teams. Um, and then the top four is you know, close to mathematically over. Um, close so, to mathematically over? What are you on about, Kylie? It's an absolute yeah. dogfight now following following Chelsea's loss. It's the only thing that's going. Uh, that, Chelsea, that Chelsea's loss. We're, we're in a position, for. just to touch on this, we're in a position now where if... if um, if Liverpool beat us, obviously that's a big if tomorrow. They're obviously going to beat West Brom. Um, uh, you know, you've only got yourselves to blame, obviously, if you, if you fuck that up. But um, Chelsea-Leicester is, is the game after that. And that is, that is now huge. If, if Chelsea win that game, we'll have Leicester on... We'll have Chelsea on 67, Leicester on 66, and Liverpool on 66, providing Liverpool beat us tomorrow, going into the final game of the season. So that is... There's a lot to play for there, you know. To clarify, I wasn't factoring in tonight's match and that that had finished. So if that's Kylie, finished, it's okay. Me. We know you're bad at maths. It's okay. Just move. move. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, 
But I, regardless, I still think that clean sheets are going to be hard to come by. So I think you do need to be looking at, at attacking players. I, I, still, I do agree. I do agree. I'll, I'll, sorry, not to, you know, I didn't mean to, you know, kind of question. Go on a yeah, so, um, I, I agree. <laughs> I would only be looking to target defenders, generally speaking, who have got a chance of attacking returns at this stage of the season. Yeah, so I would say I, I would go back to... So who? Matt. Give me some names. I don't know. Kylie? Option. Sufal, as I said, he's 4.7. He's quite cheap. Still has a lot to play for and uh, is is getting attacking returns. So what about Vestergaard, Kylie? What are your thoughts on him? He is an absolutely diabolically terrible option. Only only better <laughs> than the dreaded Bednarak or Ailey. <laughs> so I don't know why... Who, you would, who would pick Vestergaard and bench Dinya, Kylie? A crazy person. An yeah. absolute we got booked both games as well. I mean, come on. How are you surprised? <laughs> right. Do we have... Do we have? So Dallas, Sufau, do we have anybody else? Anyone? Would you go anyone from Chelsea? They, I mean, no. God knows who plays when. Just, <laughs> no. I mean, we just oh, literally no. sold... The like, only other one for me is Luke Shaw. Or Dinya or Sean. Luke, yeah. Mm. Dinia, yeah. yeah, or Luxo. Luxo is just been I, I absolutely fantastic. Even Aaron, Aaron Wambasaka is, is not, yeah. not very fancied, but very yeah. in the Twitter community, <clears throat> very highly owned in my mini league. Ticks along, got another assist um, in uh, this game week, um, uh, and obviously we'll play the Liverpool match tomorrow. So um, I think I think Wambasaka is actually um, a bit of a non-template pick. He'll 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 play the rest of the season. So let's move on, guys. The next the next uh, topic based on the questions that we had from FC Kruna at Crunino. If you own Foster and Mendy, would you take a hit for a keeper to get 11 players out? And what keepers would you guys be looking at? No. Um, I wouldn't take a hit at all ever for a keeper, anyway. But I, I honestly don't know. I've had Martinez there and I'm not expecting anything any week at all. Um, but no, I'm just, just going to leave him there. Yeah, you might as well play, because Chelsea obviously have everything to play for in those last two games against Leicester and Villa. Mendy will clearly pay. What what sort of a manager rotates rotates his keeper when Champions League qualification is at stake? Tonight's goal was not his fault. Even so, it's not his fault. But what's the relevant question? Why is he being... Mendy is brilliant. Keeper is not. It's just utterly bizarre. I don't understand Thomas Fisher. I, I think the only, set, the, the only answer to that is he, he did not have Mendy in fantasy football and he got annoyed <laughs> yeah. at Aguero for doing next, that. <laughs> next, season, next season, Chelsea uh, are, are pretty, uh, look a write-off for me already. They're going to be guardiola um up to the max. You know, None of, none of their players are going to play um, three games in a row, like ever, including and, apparently even a keeper. And so, actually, that that's like a harsh comment on uh, Pep because at least Pep doesn't rotate Edison. Yeah, exactly. At least Edison plays every game. <laughs> He's the only one. And you don't even have that with Chelsea. Um, but in terms of a hit, I think in looking for, um, a, in one single game week, for a goalkeeper to reward you for a hit is asking for a lot. It's really, as we said, difficult to predict clean sheets at the moment. Um, your four-point hit if they keep a clean sheet, then you know you're hoping to to get two points or maybe a couple of saves. It's just not worth it for one week. There's not a high enough. Why? So I, I obviously I remember it being mentioned, but why? Because Southampton are not blanking. But did he say that post, uh, McCarthy's going to come back? Well, McCarthy every was second game. Previous, 
previous couple and then Forster obviously played and um, uh, your man Hasenhutl though said that they're going to be playing every second game yeah. so um, should, okay. Forster should be benched this next game week that's the thing you start Forster and hope that because he saved the penalty that uh, changes his mind and decides yeah, exactly. to, to stick with the keeper and that's what you do. You that's just all you can do, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And be, be happy with your 11 points from Mendy this week and just um, yeah. accept the zero yeah. potentially for this week. I wouldn't take a hit for a keeper. I, I completely agree with all of you. Now, let's say, uh, let, let's just imagine it's not for a hit. Would you would you change a keeper out to bring in another keeper or would you roll a transfer? Mm, no, I'd probably make the transfer if rather than roll personally. Okay, I, I'd so who? Have 11 what, what keeper? What keeper would you look at? So we said we said West Ham have good run. Would you go for Fabianski? We said Leeds have a good run. Would you go for Melia, who seems to be getting a lot of saves? Yeah, he gets uh, saves points. Yeah, uh, I think Melia is a really good, uh, a really good option. Um, I think with Wolves and Aston Villa at home next, I think Hugo Lloris is a really good option. He's also in form, um, and I think Tottenham will still try and um, you know kind of win those games. Um, or or yeah, you know, if you can afford Allison, you know, mm. I think he's, he's you know he, he's a every bad. time I look at Melia, I still think he looks twelve. I do think, I do think, you know, if you don't, it might be a bit tricky because, you know, some might actually have, well, many actually will have Dallas and they'll have um, Bambi and they might be looking at Rafinha, right? But if you're not in that situation, I do think Melia is a good option because they have improved defensively, um, but he's still making a lot of saves and they do have lovely fixtures. So uh, he's quite a decent option if you're, absolutely needing to make that transfer cool right we've got a few more questions we'll do a fire round now uh, uh, we've, we've discussed some good points and some of these questions probably would have been touched in the discussion Romero Indolvo at Romero underscore Indolvo leading by 45 points in my mini league well done keep going which combo is the best to not bottle it with Man City now having won the league Mares and DCL or Jota and Richarlison for me it would be Mares and DCL you know, well, actually, no. Let me take a step back. I think in this case, when you're leading, you need to look at, this, at the person chasing you. Which player that he has that you think is most potentially potential of explosive and captaincy that you don't, and that's the player that you get. Listen, I'm I'm speaking here from experience because I only used to play in the league, never really cared about OR, and when I was top or chasing, I used to to follow these tactics and and it worked. Guys, what do you think, Maris DCL or Jota Richarlison? I, would, I as much as I hate to say it, I would be going um, Mares DCL. Yeah. If I'm leading and trying to protect a lead in a mini league, you go DCL. You don't go Richarlison. Not with three weeks. Unless the second place has Richarlison, then you got to stop him. It's it's, it's really simple yeah, tactics. You've got correction. 45 points. Yeah. It's it's likely that person has DCL, DCL. rather than Richarlison. But if they did have Richarlison, just block him. I agree. PJ, what do you think? Yeah, just echo that. Completely the same. Yeah. Um, uh, don't know that guy's team. Block him. But yeah, obviously. The, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> Block it. Block and hold 45 points. But, you know, it's 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 basically a, a captain hold that you don't have, which is why I said if, you, if he's got an explosive captaincy, get them in. 45 no points is three weeks left. Let's be honest. It's, it's a horror show if he fucks that up from here. No pressure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don, I'm going to come to you in this question. Jonathan Strike at J Strike One, looking to offload Nacho and two Chelsea defenders. Best options for um, best options for last three game weeks. Already have Kane and DCL. Should I look past Antonio or Bamford? So um, obviously we discussed a lot of 
options right now. But what would you say? Would you say uh, Antonio or Bamford? And there's actually on this also a question. Let me just bring him in. FPL Chile also asks at FPL Chile Bamford versus Antonio. So tell me, Antonio or Bamford? It for me, Bamford versus Antonio would be all about really what what your ambition is, what you're trying to do at the moment. Like as we mentioned earlier on, Antonio's obviously his ownership is is really low and a lot lower than Bamford. So if you do want to kind of have to make up some ground, I know Jonathan Strack is having a great um, a great season this year. But if he is trying to make up a little bit of ground in a mini mini league, Antonio would be the way to go. But if he's trying to protect a little bit more than, than Bamford with the fixtures, and as we've seen, he's always purring along, even though he's not the first name on everyone's, on everyone's um, mind at the moment. He's he's still putting in the points, and whenever he does score, you do see the impact on your rank because his ownership is still very very high. So that's the way I'd be looking at it with that. Um, did you mention there about the defense? What was the question there? Yeah, with he has two Chelsea defenders. So I thought we covered that in the in the defense choices we had. Definitely sure if you don't have United, but I know they blank. So I don't know. I mean, those those are three players. I assume you want to bring two in, so and, and roll transfer or something. I mean, look, uh, Spurs defense is not a Maybe an Oreo or someone like that you could look at. Um, I don't know. Obviously, we said Dallas. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we. Uh, any uh, any other options for Chelsea defence, guys? I think we, we we touched a lot on defence. We did, yeah. Well. I think we, we talked a lot of them options, yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm stuck on is I just, I know everyone is obsessed with selling Nacho, and I am a tiny, tiny bit biased on this subject. But mm. um, you don't have to sell Nacho. You know, okay, yes, he blanked in the last game. I know the fixtures aren't amazing, okay, but actually, often that Tottenham uh, match at the end of the season uh, is high scoring, and they still need to get points. They still need to score, as as you pointed out. They play Chelsea next, so you know you could keep him. He's got a better. Yeah, absolutely, 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 you could keep him. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking to offload because I don't have a. I, I, too many strikers that are on form against weaker teams versus his, his fixtures. That's what it is. I'll be, be keeping honest. him anyway, but I've got the luxury of having 11 starters that aren't injured or anything so far, touch wood, um, for next game week. But yeah. as you said, his price is very easy to put on the bench. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Amund at Nordic Magpie. Uh, time to triple up on Leeds. And is Ings another striker option now? So Ings, we touched on PJ. Uh, triple up on Leeds. I mean, I think it's easily done. We just said, mentioned Dallas, Rafinha, and Bamford. Those three, at some stage, yeah, and we know few of us had those. Three. We know, we know they keep going. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, I think, I think Harrison is probably the one uh, is a, a differential we've not mentioned. If if you, if you do want to um, think outside the box a little bit, obviously the Leeds defence, uh, despite our, our our leader inexplicably having ailing. Is, is not really, um, you know, I think kind of up for discussion other than Stuart Dallas. But um, Harrison is definitely an alternative option in most forward positions. I, I just speak from experience with the, the Leeds double game week when I decided to be aggressive. And instead of getting Dallas for that double game week, I decided to triple up on attack and get in Harrison. And it was an absolute disaster. Not least of which because Dallas ran amok and Harrison didn't even make it to 60 minutes. And then I don't think he started the second one. So maybe don't go Harrison. I, I just feel you've taken a very personal experience and then extrapolated that. 
<laughs> no, but point but if you're going to triple up, if you're going to triple up, I think that there. My point is that there is a better triple up available, and it's the obvious one. Yeah, and since Agreed. you know Rafina is only like five, five, somewhere between five and seven percent owned, you know, you don't need to go for Harrison as a differential. All right, yeah. you made your point. <laughs> uh, just quickly, um, I, I noticed that there was an, a, another question from Jonathan, uh, just basically explained, so Jonathan Strack explaining that he would have eight players starting, assuming Foster doesn't start, and he was asking, would you take a minus eight to field 11? Now, we talked about Antonio Bamford, Antonio or Bamford, he also mentions Aspi Vodinia, yeah, absolutely good moves. And then he mentioned Schmeichel for Pickford. Now, we talked about this. I think a minus four is more than enough and you roll. You don't need to go Schmeichel or Pickford to replace a, a keeper. Do you guys agree? Yeah. So instead of minus eight, go minus four and yeah. just play Foster, hope he starts. And there'll be plenty of people that won't have a full 11, even mm. if they're taking hits. So I think agree. it's absolutely fine. I agree, I agree. Yeah. Uh, nuclear atoms at particle underscore impact. Uh, Don, keep or sell Lingard and Kane? I'll have 11 players for the blank, but should I take a hit to replace a player who have a really bad fixture with someone who has a great fixture? I mean, I don't think either Lingard or Kane have bad fixtures. Yeah. What? Personally. Does Kane have a bad fixture? And, no, and I wouldn't sell either of those two if I had them. Now, I saw Lingard before, and I'm fine with that. But if I have him now, with the three fixtures coming up, I wouldn't be selling him. No, definitely not. Yeah, just echo that, really. Um, I've, I still have both of them, and I'd be happy to because... I think a lot of people will have moved off of them for the double game week um and so you do want to try to use this kind of advantage if you still own them right now then keep them fair enough uh because shrestha underscore lfc i apologize if i said that wrong because you're gonna have to tell us how to pronounce his name because he's a regular questioner and um i butchered it before too i think shrestha but anyway where did it go all wrong this season in no more than five words, guys, <laughs> tell me, where did it all go wrong? I that, mean, I lack the brevity to be able to answer that in less five than five days. words. <laughs> in five <laughs> days, will you be able to do it? That would be a stretch as well. Uh, From the start, that's where it went wrong. Yeah, five to five words. Captain uh, Aubameyang over Salah. Yeah. Um, well, I was actually thinking of, from a Liverpool point of view because Bikesh I know is a Liverpool fan as well, so I'd be thinking um, Van Dijk, fucking no crowds, and Mane off boil. How many words is that? <laughs> that's shy. <laughs> that is shy. That is shy. PJ, you want to you want to stick somewhere that you're jinx because you've never mentioned that before. I would like to um, just publicly expunge myself from the entire blame of this season and lay it firmly on Shrewsbury Town's door. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Shrewsbury, right. Back I to actually Ad- have five words. Go on, right. then, I managed to get it down. Okay. Calvert-Lewin, Watkins, Ailing, and Egan. <laughs> yeah, because you put the and in, that's six. No, well, I mean, that that was an ampersand. Calvert-Lewin is one. Give her that. Come on. It's two words, right? Okay. But just, yeah. <laughs> not bad, right. not bad. Adam at 35Who, uh, back to his to his questions. Character or boards, yay or nay? Absolute nay for me. What did you guys think? Did you say character? 
Oh, oh, yeah. I thought I thought that's what he meant, as in character. So you know, you know, like the um the boards that have the, like the bits of meat and cheese and stuff like that. Oh God, that is completely different <laughs> to what I thought <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's it's like the same charcuterie. Yeah, it's, it's still a no for me. <laughs> <laughs> I I prefer a cheese board without the other bits and bobs. I, I had a combination just this weekend, actually. I, I, I had a... Um, You're too posh for this. I, I, yeah, I had a Shaco Tuesday. perfect. And a, yeah, and, and a cheese board. Were you watching the cricket at of, the time? Uh, bit of quince jelly and some uh, <laughs> and, and some artichokes and some dry tomatoes. All right, all right. Stop showing off. You know. Hey, and I'm just oh, answering the question. Fancy cheese board is an excellent snack. Exactly. You know. That's, that's why, why, have he, why have why have a baklava boys turning my nose up at it? I've just lumped on him with Mars there entirely. Do you like baklavas, Don? Don't, don't think I've had one. You've never you mean had one? Yeah, no. I mean, once again, the pronunciation is probably going to, you know, I thought you said baklava on that occasion, and I was like, this has gone down a strange Baklava, you know, the, the, the kind of Arabic. This podcast kind of, was going so well. I know what you mean, baklava, but I heard balaclava. That's I, mean, why I, I, I like, did not say balaclava, come on. But in my brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, Adam asks, what is the weirdest dream that you have seen? For context, after finishing the Falcon and Winter Soldier series, he had a dream that he ate a whole box of chewable multivitamins and turned into Captain America. Jesus Christ. Um, My weirdest dreams is when I'm speaking in Arabic to English people and in English to Arabic people because I dream in both languages. That's cool and deep. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And is there, is there is kind of the lesson you take from that is that people just don't understand you? Yeah, they're just looking at me weirdly. <laughs> yeah. Any weird dreams quickly to share with Adam? No, I generally have very boring dreams. I get eaten by sharks a lot. <laughs> you have issues. <laughs> you have issues, my friend. I can never remember my dreams. I have this same issue where I can't usually remember my dreams, but I do remember one dream where I was being chased by giant snakes. Maybe I saw that anaconda movie and I climbed up in a tree and there was a slide and it was like the world's longest slide and I had to go down the slide. And then I ended up in a kitchen somewhere hiding in a cupboard. Very strange. Not sure what it means. Very, very strange. Uh, FBL underscore rockstar at FBL underscore rockstar. How long do you need to know someone before you wish them a happy birthday? Let me give you some context on this. Don and Kylie, if I told you, if I told you my daughter's birthday is tomorrow, what would you say? Happy birthday to her. Thank you. Don, what would you say? I'd say happy birthday. Thank you. Isn't it a bit weird if someone says, well, I don't know. I don't know your daughter, so I'm not going to say happy birthday. But hey, have fun. It's a bit weird, right? It is a bit weird. Now, one thing I would say about it is, you know, on Facebook, you always have these people and they're like putting pictures up and there's like 50,000 comments going, happy birthday, happy birthday. It's not even their birthday. It's their kid's birthday. They're just using their cute kid picture to get a whole lot of likes and comments on their Facebook. Yeah. So, PJ, as you can see, it's 100% unanimous here, as it was in the group chat. Uh, That is weird. (laughs) I, I, so I did th- you refuse to say happy birthday to a child? That's, that, that that's, that's twisting my words. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, I wished. I wished him all the best and said I hope he had a great day with his kid. I merely pointed out that I don't know his child, and me wishing him a happy birthday was just was just a bit 
a, a bit odd to me. But, what, but but, let's, yeah. take, let's take this Who else too, because I mean, King would be to celebrate her birthday, so I mean, that seems a bit... It's not, it's not mine, it's, King, it's King's uh, uh, boy's birthday today, and his birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday, King. Paddy, I'm sure he'll be listening but, uh, this time tomorrow when, when this no, will be out, so we have... We have a great day, and on behalf of PJ, we wish uh, you and your son a very, very happy birthday. Um, yeah. L, I L, L Hang on, before you move on from that, that's a bit of a peculiar, even more peculiar for PJ. Like, we're socialists, um, PJ. We wish, like, people in the world well. Like, you I know, just generally, well. all a whole load of strangers that we don't know, we want them all to do well and have a fair crack at life. And you won't even wish some poor little child a happy birthday because you don't know him personally because he doesn't know the great Hindu monkey on Twitter. That's that that's really if, rough. If, mm. if 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 Bobby if Bobby King, you know, contacted me in any way, and I would obviously wish. Oh, he, he has to reach out. Oh, I see. But, he, has yeah. to, he has to reach out to you. <laughs> but, 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 but why why do why should I feel compelled to wish for happy birthday? You don't ha- every, you don't have to feel compelled. But... Every relative of somebody who I you know know on Twitter every time they have a birthday, I've I've wished him all the best. I hope he has a great day. Anyway, L at L underscore twit. Should you ever send a friend request to someone Facebook suggests you should be friends with? Facebook suggests that I should be friends with this guy called uh, NHS Bill or something, and I refuse to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, should you ever send a friend request to someone Facebook recommends? I, mean, I, 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 I clicked that NHS Phil. Um, recommendations. I, I have him on Facebook as well, actually. Yeah, well, I clicked, I clicked um, a recommendation from uh, uh, Lee Bonfield, and I'm still waiting for that. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks for all the questions. It's all we have, uh, all we've had for today. Um, uh, been some great discussions. So, thank you all for the questions. Keep them coming in. Back to you, Don. Thank you, Marzi. So we're on to the final section of our show, which is, of course, our captain picks and where we discuss any transfer plans. Come to you first, Kylie. Um, what is your likely captain for the coming game week? And what's your transfer plans? How many players do you have at the moment for game week 36? So I, I currently have um, nine. Um, so my, my plan is to definitely sell Bruno. And then I could also sell either Greenwood or Castagna. If I sell Castagna, it'll probably be for Dallas and just get on the train and just ensure he doesn't score anymore or actually partake in some of the joy, which seems the least depressing option. Um, Bruno will probably go for a Spurs player because I do not have one as it stands. Um, I did get rid of mine in the lead up to the double game week. But generally speaking, once I do that, I'll have 11 players. Um, they all have really good fixtures, so I'm seemingly well set up. Uh, as for captain, I have Salah there who has West Brom, which seems uh, a fairly obvious choice and will probably go with him, unless he really crushes all my hopes and dreams against United. Mm, yeah, the Salah fixture, that's the one I'm currently on as well. Um, Marzi, come to you next. Um, who's likely to be your captain? And um, how many players have you got? Your we've, as I said, our starting lineup was pretty similar. But who have you got to come in off your bench this week? So I bought Willock uh, because of the budget and just as an extra player. And he went and scored. Now with Wilson not playing, hopefully he will start. So you know he's just a he will come. He'll be my eleventh 
Um, the plan is was always two two players. Now it just depends which two. Uh, right now, I'm thinking Bruno and Nacho for Son and DCL. DCL is really more. It's such. Um, it's between DCL and 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 Antonio. Um, it was going to be Bruno and Greenwood for Son and Bale, but I just think three spares. I might. I think I want to spread my my love around the, the other clubs. So I, I haven't decided. I think Son is definitely coming back because he's just. I love watching him play, and when I watch Spurs and I don't have him, I always regret it. So I just, I'm just gonna have him because I want to enjoy the game even more when I watch Spurs. Um, it's the main reason, to be honest. But at this stage of the season, I want to have him in my team back anyway. So yeah, that's 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 the rough plan. Son plus somebody else. Don't know who. Fair enough. PJ, what about yourself? What's your plans for the coming game week? Yeah, well, I've only got um, eight players. Uh, this week, which is not ideal, particularly when one of them is Vestergaard. So uh, I will be making uh, a minimum of two, potentially kind of three moves. But the two moves I'll definitely be making is the Leicester boys out, Bardi and Inanacho. Uh, and I'll be probably going for Danny Ings and, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who I will also be captaining, much to the delight of Kylie, trying to give her one final gift this season, which is another inevitable Calvert-Lewin blank. I think it'll be quite well backed in the community uh, and I will obviously be ruining him given he is incapable of returning for me particularly when having in the armband so thank me next week Kylie or murder me if he obviously scores a hat-trick either is good um, so I suppose uh, you know the, the, the other big question for me is do I take a minus eight essentially or you know I suppose just a minus four in isolation <coughs> to get that 11th player which would be basically Rashford out for probably Mares or, or, or potentially Rafinha. Um, and I, I'm kind of umming and ahhing on that um, in terms of whether that's worth it. I don't know if you guys have got any guidance for me there, which I will no doubt ignore. I mean, do you want, are you going to want Rashford for the last two games of the season? And, and not particularly when I got Greenwood okay. anyway. Yeah. So, and, and you've got to think that Greenwood, I don't know. I just fancy him to, to be the better option um, in the last two game weeks. So, yeah, I mean, I would get rid of him. Um, I think the long-term better pick is obviously Rafinha because he has the potential to get returns across each of the three weeks. Uh, I do concede that Mares is the more exciting move. But I have a good record with Mares. He's one of the one of the few City players that I've managed over the years to successfully pick when they haul. So I do have a, that kind of bit of favouritism. But then Rafinha is being arguably my kind of player of the season as well in terms of from an FBL perspective. So, yeah, it's difficult, difficult. I could probably, you know, maybe I should get one of those two instead of Ings or Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Don't know. Why don't you just, um, you know, flip a coin? They work for some people. Flip a coin. I mean, yeah. I play a cat for a reason as is. So. You don't get that kind of analysis on the who got the assist or um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. flip sound quality advice uh, happening uh, here. To be honest with you, at this stage of the season, the amount of um, the this season feels like it's been la- has lasted about three years. So <laughs> I'd hate to actually have to try to come up with a few transfers for this week. Um, Despite but, actually being the shortest season ever, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. endless. There's been you know like I think. You know, it's so rare, other than those early international breaks. It feels like in 2021, we've had maybe 48 hours without live football at any point. 
yeah, just mm-hmm. fe- feeling the feeling the exhaustion now from it at this point. Um, but uh, I think that's all we got time for. Did I cover off, Mersey? I got your captain shout before before you um, give out to me. So my captain at the moment is Kane, but it will be between Kane and Salah for captain, I think. Yeah, for me, it's um, Salah's currently captain, but Caberlewin up against Sheffield United obviously looks yeah, like yeah, a penter. Yeah. But like I have 11 players, but that does count Ben Mee and Ailing. Like so, um, so before I go, you know, blow my own trumpet too much, it's pretty much nine and a half, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think I'd like to roll the transfer this week, ideally, um, so that then next week I can uh, I can use the two free transfers, and I'm trying to avoid hits for these last few game weeks, um, especially with so few games to go. So that's been my kind of tactic so far. But that is all we got time for on tonight's show, folks. We have been Mars, who you can find at Mars05. Kylie, who you can find at KylieFBL. PJ, who you can find at Hindu Monkey, And myself, who you can find at The Marble Curse. Make sure you're following our group account at 3AmigosFPL. Thanks, as always, for listening and your continued support. Adios, amigos. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.